Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Jag vet inte hur det är för er, men för mig är det väldigt tydligt. När Champions League drar igång efter gruppspel och efter nyår och efter två månader sedan lottningen. Ja då är det vår. Ja det är första, men väldigt tydligt tecken i alla fall. Och med att vara Londonbo på deltid så är det väldigt tydligt det här med vårtecken. Runt om i våra kvarter så är det blomster i både rabatter och på träd redan. Och gräset är verkligen grönare på den här sidan. Det engelska vädret, ja det är väl ett av de mest utskällda fenomenen. Det mest underskattade skulle jag vilja lägga till. Det är ju kavajväder nästan året runt, mer eller mindre i alla fall. Apropå det här med över- och underskattning. Det är det, är det här fredagsmagasinet handlar om till stor del. Det handlar om hur England ser på sin fotboll, sig själva och sitt förhållande, apropå Champions League, till Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Arsene Wenger asked me to have a trial with Arsenal when I was just 17. I turned it down. Zlatan doesn't do auditions. What do you say about that? Uh, he's a bit of a loser. <laughs> Ja, det där är bara ett citat av många som ni vet ur Slatans glosfabrik genom åren. Men det är just de där uttalandena om sig själv och om andra så självsäkert och så förträffligt som britterna bygger sin Ibra-uppfattning på. De sitter ju inte med Lekip till exempel till Tet dagligen och ser att han pryder omslagen. De ser ju inte landslaget, vårt svenska, när han avgör och spelar och dominerar. De ser ju inte särskilt mycket PSG annat än nu när Chelsea till exempel återigen ställs mot dem. Det är den uppfattningen som ligger till grund för uppfattningen om Slattan i den engelska publikens ögon. Och den har ju inte alltid varit i Slattans favör om vi säger så. Även om det har blivit en aning bättre sen de där fyra målen, inte minst det freakartade cykelmålet för drygt tre år sedan. Tonen är något annan sedan dess. Men jag lovar, det finns fortfarande många tvivlare här i Premier League land. I would love to play alongside Wayne Rooney. He does the running of two or three players and makes a lot of space. We would be the perfect combination. You think he's right? No. <laughs> I do not need a trophy to tell myself that I am the best. Is that true? Absolutely. Ett av alla slattan citat som har fått fäste, inte minst bland oss svenska sportjournalister. Det var här i England, Manchester närmare bestämt. Jag rusade ner efter att ha kommenterat åttondelsfinalen mellan Manchester United och Inter. Slattan, Mourinho och gänget hade åkt ur efter ganska lite dramatik. Det var 
rätt mycket United och Sir Alex om vi säger så. Och ganska lite Zlatan Mourinho och Inter. Han, Zlatan, var rätt frustrerad efteråt. Hade hela tiden det där mungipsleendet ändå när han berättade och sa Jag gör allt för att vinna den där jävla Champions. Som sagt, ett av många Zlatans citat. The day I leave Paris is the day I go down level or quit football. What do you think about that? That's, it's, uh, it's quite a quote. I mean, he's a brave guy. I don't like to talk about myself. Chansen att vinna Champions League, den har nog aldrig varit så stor i Zlatans karriär som just den här säsongen. Med ett undantag naturligtvis. Barcelona för sex år sedan, det var då Inter vann och Barça och Zlatan och Pep nådde semifinal. Det är ju faktiskt hans bästa resultat. Enda gången han har nått så långt i turneringen han helst vill vinna. För även om man har spelat ner betydelsen av den där Champions så är jag helt övertygad om att det brinner en het önskan och eld om att få vinna turneringen, att få bocka av det i karriären och ta hem också den pokalen och triumfen till resten av samlingen. För att det överhuvudtaget skulle kunna bli möjligt den här säsongen när hela PSG och Zlatan ser så oerhört starka ut då måste de hit till England. Han måste hit till London igen och ställas mot Chelsea än en gång. I am happy in Paris. Do you believe him? I mean, who wouldn't? Nothing is written in stone as a career is an unpredictable journey. Det är ett annat Chelsea än det som dominerade i Premier League förra säsongen. Men det är också ett annat Chelsea jämfört med det som var i totalt förfall i höstas. Då, när vi trodde att det var som allra värst, det blev ännu mörkare och ännu knepigare, så sökte vi upp Dominic Fifield, journalist på The Guardian, med Chelsea som främsta ansvarsområde. Och han rädde ju ut exakt på vilket sätt och varför Jose Mourinho inte riktigt kunde leva upp till att vara the special one längre. Nu tar vi tåget igen för ett nytt möte med Dominic Fifield, en halvtimme söder om London mot Cobham-hållet träningsanläggningen förresten. Om vilket Chelsea som försöker återupprätta sitt anseende och det Chelsea som ställs mot Zlatan och Paris Saint-Germain. Nice to meet you again, Dominic. Good to see you. How are you? <laughs> fine, thank you. We were wondering about uh, Chelsea. Are they fine? I wouldn't go that far. Um, I, I still look at them. I, I've watched the, their 11-match unbeaten run under Gus Hiddink um, and, in fact, the, the game that he attended just after, immediately after Jose Mourinho um, was sacked. Um, and I'm still unconvinced. Uh, they were unbeaten. They haven't lost a game. Yet it's the most <laughs> unconvincing unbeaten run I think I've ever seen in my life. Um they've had some good performances away from home they were very good at Crystal Palace uh, which at the time was a tricky fixture they were very good at Arsenal albeit they were playing against 10 men for the majority of that match Um, but then if you contrast that with their sort of anemic display at Watford for the first half uh, a couple of weeks back which was pretty poor to be honest Mm. and their home form I mean he hasn't won a a Premier League game at home yet Uh, lots of wasteful draws wasteful draws that have maybe given a given a gloss of um, satisfaction because they've they've secured them late so the Everton match they, they, they got a draw in the 98th minute with an offside goal um, and then the Manchester United game 91st minute and they in fact could have won it in the 96th minute um, but I think Gus Hiddink has looked at it and I think the players are looking at it as well and thinking well okay it's nice to be unbeaten but we're not winning enough games we're not winning games that we should win we're not beating Watford at home um, you know we should have really beaten Everton at home they had a penalty to go to go 3-2 up in that game 
Um, it's, it, oh no, so that was the Watford game to go three-two up and win mm. that match. It's just, it's just not really happening for them. And I think that's that will be what um, ultimately costs them a qualification place in Europe in the Premier League. Um, obviously, they've got the Champions League coming up, but there's no evidence really at the moment to suggest that they've got enough ammunition to beat Paris Saint-Germain. What do you think Champions League will mean for the club in this uh, situation? Well, in terms of qualifying against Paris Saint-Germain, um, I think it'll be really tough. Um, last year, we saw two incredibly tight ties between the, yeah. the sides, but I think Chelsea, who were riding a crest of the wave at the time, they were winning the Premier League hands down, were very wasteful at home, only drawing 2-2 against 10 men after Zlatan was <laughs> sent off. Um I think it'll be tougher this year. Paris Saint-Germain are out of sight at home. There's no competition in, in Ligue 1 for them. They're 20-odd points clear. Mm. Now, you could argue that possibly that might blunt them a bit. Maybe they would they would struggle to raise their game when they are faced with a more competitive team like Chelsea. But I think they're just used to winning. I think I think they'll. Um, I think next week in, in France will be really, really tough. Um, really tough. And if Chelsea emerge with a draw from that match, they, they should be really encouraged. But the home game, they're going to have to show something different. They they need they need Costa to to demonstrate what he's been, how he's been playing recently, and which has been impressive. He's he's done. Yeah, well. been angry again. <laughs> yeah, angry in a constructive way though, because he was yeah, always angry. angry. He never, the anger never subsided. <laughs> it was always there. Yeah, uh, he needs. Yeah, he's been he's been channeling his anger in the right in the right way recently, and his performances have been good. And they've been reflected in the number of goals he scored, seven and nine, I think it is. But moreover, they need Eden Hazard. They need Hazard to to be the Hazard of last season, um, and he's been a pale imitation of him, his former self, really. I mean, I, I I was lucky enough to speak with him last week, did a piece with him, and he admitted he's, he's just struggled. It's been niggling injuries, it's been lack of form, lack of confidence, and um, he's found it very difficult. It's been the first protracted lull of his professional career. Did he uh, have any more explanations he, about that? Well, he, he thought he was he was tired. He thought he was knackered. He's played professional football for nine, ten years with, with very little break. And I think when he hit a wall, as his team hit a wall, um, he just didn't have the the energy and the effervescence to, to come out of it. Um, in some ways, I mean, it may be that we look back on this little period he's been, had out injured. He was injured at the Crystal Palace game at the beginning of the year and he had three weeks out with a groin problem. Maybe that will help him. Maybe he'll come back with um, his batteries recharged. Um, in the flashes of in the games that we've seen recently at, at Milton Keynes in the FA Cup, he scored his first goal in 2,357 minutes of football <laughs> for Chelsea, stretching back to May. I mean, that, the last goal was the one that won the Premier League. I mean, it's it's staggering, really. Uh, but he scored that day. He had a little cameo at Watford, 17 minutes there when he was impressive. He did well, and he almost he almost unlocked Watford at the last. Um, and I think when he came on against United as well at the weekend, he, he he looked to have a bit more about him. So maybe they're gearing him up for the PSG games, and maybe he'll be able to offer a more concerted um, you know show of form, and, and and that will make a difference because they need him. They, they they've got a bit more out of Oscar. And William has been excellent throughout the season, but they they've lacked Hazard, and Hazard was their was their main creator, their main attacking thrust last season. Really, when when, when Costa faded, he was the man that they looked to. So they need him firing. Uh, at the training ground, Cobham, at uh, Stamford Bridge, uh, has the atmosphere changed since uh, Mourinho under Hiddink? Well, the players say that Hiddink is a bit more open a bit more he's, he's allowing them a bit more freedom 
Um, he likes to laugh and joke, and there was a, there was certain suggestions, which I think were true, that life became incredibly intense, intense under Mourinho towards the end, and and he was maybe trying to provoke a reaction from his players in a different way, in a, in a more antagonistic way to try and get them to come out of themselves and really show the form of last year. So, so in that respect, yes. Um, but there are other issues around this club now. Um, issues such as John Terry's contract. Um, and, and, and those are unsettling. Um, Terry announced after the Milton Keynes game that he... he He'd been told by the club that he wasn't going to get a new contract at the end of this season. Um, he's been associated with Chelsea for 21 years. Mm. Are you surprised? A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I can see the arguments on both sides. Um, I can see why Chelsea, on the one hand, might want a fresh break uh, and to move on. Because at some stage you have to. John Terry's 35 and he hasn't had the best seasons. He's, he's been He's still been one of their better defenders, but he's... As a defence, they've not looked great this season. Um, likewise, I can see why Chelsea would want to consult their new manager um, upon appointment. You know, do you want your captain to be John Terry? Do you want him still at the club? Do you want him around around the place still? Um, but I can also see that, that Chelsea need a senior figure like John Terry. I think half the problems that they've had this season, they, they lost Czech, they lost Drogba. They're, they're still, in some ways, recovering from losing Lampard. Um, and maybe it would be the divorce would be too um, emphatic almost if, if you lost Terry as well. It would it's, it, that would be a real shock to the system next season for for the younger players to be looking around and saying, you know, where is our where is this man, this captain, leader, legend that, that we've heard so much about? Um, so it's a difficult one. I think that the club have made a rod for their own back because they they, they apparently have told. Terry that they don't want to make a decision until the new manager comes in and, and yet they've offered Branislav Ivanovic a one year deal and he signed that so he's now under contract for next year uh, and they've also recruited a 20 year old American international called Matt Miazga um, who the jury is very much out on and he's going to spend the next six months basically settling into the place but 
there are a lot of young players, young centre halves at Chelsea. Alex Callas, at, uh, who's up at um, Middlesbrough at the moment. Um, they've got a lad in, in Germany at Munchen Gladbach called Andreas Christensen, who's a Danish international. He's a, a good player. He's had a great season. Uh, are these guys going to get an opportunity? Um, and there seems to be sort of a confusion over recruitment and and policy in that respect generally at Chelsea at the moment they're, they're sort of caught, caught between a rock and a hard place and but I think the Terry issue is unsettling I think I think that will that will bubble along and it will be unnerving in the backgrounds and, and that will affect the dressing room so you know it will be become it will become about John Terry towards the end of the season are we about to say goodbye to this, you know, this legendary figure this icon of the club um, you know that, that's that's a big moment Säger alltså Dominic Fifield som är Chelsea-reporter på ansedda The Guardian. Det blir strax mer med Dominic om till exempel hur fotbollsengland kommer att ta emot Ibrahimovic. Kanske några Zlatan-citat också om en liten stund. Det här kommer ju vara den mest ojämna matchen i gruppen. Nej, jag tror inte det. Visst, de leder gruppen, men de kommer få kämpa hamna efter tidigt. Men de har inte släppt in ett enda bortamål på hela turneringen. Okej, okay. då spelade sin sista ligamatch i söndags, vilket innebär att de fick en mindre vilodag. Men vem skulle flygas för deras plan förtjänat på grund av en flygstrejk i Frankrike? Eftersom de kom fram på en hel dag så fastnade de i kanibalparaden och missade sitt enda chans för att träna på hemmalagets nedkomstgräs. Så de måste använda sig vid mer stöds och ett snabbare spel under matchens gång. Tur är ingen tillfällighet. Unibet. Av spelare för spelare. Tillbaka till London till en första uppladdning inför Champions League åttondelarna. Som till exempel inför Paris Saint-Germain mot Chelsea. Ibrahimovic mot England. Det är ju så att Zlatan redan har en vaxdocka av sig själv hemma i Paris. Men det lär nog dröja här innan Madame Tussauds här bakom mig ens fundera på en liten byst av Sveriges fotbollssätt. Som sagt, det finns en rejäl dos skepsis när det gäller förträffligheten hos Ibrahimovic. Inte minst hos de som bevakar fotbollen. Titta på den här listan till exempel, publicerad av Daily Telegraph inför den här fotbollssäsongen. De 20 mest överskattade spelarna genom tiderna innehöll förvisso både Wayne Rooney och Steven Gerrard. Men i toppen, eller på sätt och vis då i botten, fanns Mario Balotelli som etta, den mest överskattade spelaren någonsin. Robinho placerades på andra plats och Radamel Falcao på tredje. Som fyra stod Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Ja, det var en sportredaktion som stod för den listan, men åsikterna är rätt spridda på läktarna också. Men i omklädningsrummen då, bland spelarna här i England, ja, där är tonen en annan. I ditt omklädningsrum till exempel, hur går snacket kring Zlatan till exempel? De tycker han är en alltså, De tycker han är utom ordentligt bra. Toppklass striker liksom. De, är, de tycker han är med i, i topp 3, topp 5 i, i världen. Så att det är inget bland fotbollsspelare i England och vad jag har stött på i, bland lagkamrater och, och så vidare. Så är det inget snack om att han är liksom toppklass. Han har inget att bevisa inför spelarna i, i England. Nej, ingenting överhuvudtaget. Inte, inte vad jag har stött på. Men det finns fortfarande ju i engelska publiken. Hur uppfattar du den tonen kring Zlatan? Jag tror mer att det är engelsk publik överlag när det är en storstjärna, när det är en, när det är en absolut storstjärna. Att de vill trigga igång honom att 
på olika sätt och vis liksom, som publik ofta gör. Jag tror inte det ligger någonting i att liksom, han har ingenting att bevisa för någon här tycker jag. <laughs> så nej, jag kan inte hålla med och om de skulle göra det så, så, så har jag, förstår jag inte var. I respect the Premier League. Uh, I can't help but laugh at how perfect I am. So what about uh, England and Zlatan? Uh, what's the what's the status? <laughs> um, he's almost like a mythical figure over here because, aside from that that amazing performance in Stockholm um, against against England, were you there? Yeah, I was. I was. Me too. <laughs> it was wonderful and and. Uh, Yeah, it was it was the first defeat of Roy Hodgson's yeah. spell in charge in normal play, and um, I just remember having obviously the goals were flying in, and the, the post-match press conference. One of the English journalists asked Latan what mark he would give himself out of ten, and he said eleven, <laughs> which was just sum, sums him up perfectly, really. Um, but I say that he, he is a mythical figure because we haven't seen that much of him playing brilliantly over here. We, we've only really seen flashes. We, we we had that game in Stockholm, which was. You know that's what we like to assume that he's like on most on a weekly basis, but really, other than that, possibly the odd flash against Arsenal when he was playing for Barcelona in the Champions League. I think they drew two two at the Emirates Stadium, and he yeah. scored a he might have scored two. He's definitely scored one. But other than that, we haven't seen that much. We haven't got that that much hard evidence of Zlatan's brilliance. Other than you know, we obviously see what he what he's achieved in. Virtually every club he's been at, um, I think I think there's a, a longing over here that he, at some stage in his career he would come to England and he would play in the Premier League and we'd be able to to see firsthand just how good he is. Is that the only way for him to really win England? To be honest, probably yeah. Mm-hmm. We're quite an insular nation, as you know, and and um, you still think you're champions of the world. <laughs> 1966 syndrome. It's only 50 years, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's not so much that. It's more. I think we've we're very proud of the Premier League in this country, and the Premier League has got this amazing ability to market itself around the world as a brand. But it needs it needs a bit of stardust to to, to sustain that image. Next season, we'll have Pep Guardiola. Potentially Jose Mourinho across the way in Manchester. Mm-hmm. Those two fighting it out again. That will become an amazing subplot in English football. Now, imagine if you have that going on in Manchester and you had Zlatan walking in at, say, Chelsea or or Arsenal or, or Tottenham Hotspur or West Ham United or one of these clubs, ambitious clubs, that wants to compete with what's going to go on in Manchester. Um, I think it would add... Amazing amount of intrigue to the to the division, and I, I, look, I don't know. Zatan, he's he's obviously incredibly self confident. <laughs> he has retired Denmark after all, but um, <laughs> but he, I do wonder whether he looks at it and thinks that's the one thing that's missing off his CV. Um, he has excelled in Spain, in Italy, now in France. Um, you know, maybe Germany and England are the two that he hasn't done it in, and. Of those two, I think he'll probably earn more money in England, and probably have a more glamorous existence in England. You know whether he would relish the 
physicality of it over here. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's at his age. It may be maybe one thing that he he's not that up for possibly. And you know, he'll you he won't be shy of saying that. I'm sure. No. But um, I think he would be. It would be wonderful, wonderful to have him. Every time I, I've been privileged enough to see him, and you can see, not so much what he does on the pitch. I'm talking really off it. The 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 presence and the confidence he has at something else. I did the pre-match in Paris last year for the Chelsea game over there and he was the, the, the player that PSG put up and he was you just you're hanging on his every word because he's going to say something outrageous at any minute and outrageous but he believes it I mean he clearly believes that he's the best thing that's ever happened to football in the, on the planet and you know and sometimes, sometimes he plays yeah, yeah. as he talks <laughs> yeah absolutely I mean absolutely and and look he Life must be so easy for him in France. I mean, it's just such a doddle. He can, you know, he can pat, he can pat referees on the back and congratulate them for awarding free kicks. And he, he, he can, every other player in that PSG team, despite it being a team full of superstars, must look up to Zlatan Ibrahimovic because he is their talisman. He, he is the icon there. He is, he is the man with the reputation uh, who's been it and seen it and done it. Um, but I do think, you know, he hasn't done it in the Premier League. He hasn't that done it that often against English clubs. I mean, even when PSG had their big moment against Chelsea last year, this 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 moment that was supposed to sort of crown their arrival on on the on on, on the elite stage in the Champions League, Zlatan wasn't on the pitch. He'd gone off after 20 odd minutes, sent off. So you know, it's 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 something that he still has to achieve over here. And uh, I, for one, would love to see him do that because I think he'd be I think he'd add so much to the game over here. Dominic Fajfield, han får avsluta den här betraktelsen över vad som väntar den här gången när de återigen ställs mot varandra. England versus Slattan alltså. Som om nu Ibrahimovic skulle bry sig så där väldigt mycket om vad någon annan tänkte eller tyckte. Den där jävla Champions, den, våren och Slattan. Ja, de är här nu. Vad säger katten? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 